1: a subject that no doubt you have probably, uh, addressed. I know the media is grabbing onto it and consumers are, it's getting their attention too, and that is potholes. Uh, the explanation is a simple one. The, the pavement just couldn't hold up to the sub-zero freezing temperatures, and now with all the thawing and melting, the moisture is seeping into the cracks and we have a lot of potholes. So uh, why don't you uh, first start by uh, telling us your plan to attack the potholes around the city?
0: Well, sure. Thanks, Dale. And I did meet with our Lincoln Transportation Utilities Director recently and looked at her and said, "You know what comes after Snowpocalypse, don't you?" It's Pothole Palooza, mm-hmm. and that's what we're we've been preparing for. It. Um, this is not, uh, you know, this is very expected uh, post winter event kind of situation. The melting snow creates, you know, moisture that can seep down into cracks in the pavement and then weaken that infrastructure, especially as cars drive over them and break up the pavement. So LTU is already out filling potholes. Um, they do about an average of 52,000 pothole filled um, each year. We really appreciate, while we do active monitoring of the streets to do that work, we really appreciate feedback from the public if they want to report problems in the street, potholes in particular, they can do that at our Uplink app or go to our website and, and let us know where they've seen one. Uh, don't do it while they're driving, but they can pull over and let us know where they see a problem and we'd be happy to take care of it. And Obviously, our longer-term strategy, Dale, is to continue to invest in road repairs. We've got our Lincoln on the Move program where we're utilizing funds that our voters approved to do street repair and street construction um, to to maintain streets that are so important for the safety of our public.
1: Mayor, uh, there were crews out already doing what they could now that the weather is warm. A lot of those potholes are full of uh, liquid melting snow, so they're doing what they can. Uh, It was a year ago that city crews had used 235,000 pounds of filling materials, uh, that was about 5,500 repairs. This year is obviously different with the record snow. Uh, so let me just find out when what you expect out of crews and uh, shed some insight into uh, the quarter-cent sales tax money that's going into street repairs and new construction. Will any of that be used on potholes?
0: Well, what we do with the Lincoln on the Move dollars is what we told voters we would do, which is do street repair curb to curb, uh, as well as some new construction. And what that helps us do is prevent the problems from occurring in the first place, because when we have conditions in the road, as we do our road repairs and address the cracks in the pavement, uh, we stand a better chance in the wake of a snow event. But... As you know, um, our city resources don't match the need, and so we will continue to do our preventative maintenance work. Um, We had almost 7,000 requests to fill potholes last year from the public, but we filled more than 83,000, and that work is done by um, crews out of our Lincoln Transportation and Utilities Department, and they have specialized pothole trucks that we invested in a few years ago And they go out if the street temperature is above 40 degrees, and they're very efficient in their work. Um, They will continue to be out repairing potholes unless it is snowing or raining or too cold for them to safely work. Uh, We depend on their uh, diligence and dedication, and we're very pleased that we have the um, folks who are out actively filling really anywhere. Each crew can do almost 100 potholes a day. So it's going to be a huge focus for the department in the coming weeks because, as you know, the after the snow, there will be um, more of these popping up around as they do each year after a snow event.
1: Yeah, in March two years ago, your predecessor Mayor Beitler signed an emergency that mandatory uh, overtime was allowed and additional resources were released to fix. Uh, what What's your threshold? Do you, Do you, is that on on the table for next month or? Later?
0: Well, we, you know, we, we haven't had a conversation about that at this point, but I do depend on the expertise of our department directors. And uh, if Liz Elliott and her team recommend a different approach than the one that they're utilizing right now, or if they see different problems emerging on the field, we're always open to continuous improvement and how we can attack the problems the most successfully. Uh, but right now, that means dedicated crews out there um, monitoring the streets, doing the work. We had about 9 to 12 crews out on Monday, and a regular crew is about 3 to 4 people. So, you know, we've got uh, resources out there trying to address the issues, and um, other other crews are out there still cleaning up snow from the storm. So we, we definitely are taking it very seriously.
1: Best way to let the city know is the free Uplink app. Or you can call the Pothole Hotline. That's 402-441-7646. Mayor Gaylor-Bayer joining me here today. Last week's rolling blackouts, Mayor, let's go there. Uh, it's giving opponents of your your climate action plan some fuel to argue that uh, even more reliance on electricity would have made matters worse when the power was out. Uh, so curious, reintroduce it to us. What components of your climate action plan would, would help mitigate future needs for utilities to implement blackouts.
0: Right. Well, we're really pleased to have a climate action plan in Lincoln that is so critical towards addressing the accelerated rate of climate change and understanding our vulnerabilities as a community. What are the specific risks and vulnerabilities we face as a result, and particularly with severe weather events and the strength of our infrastructure? So it's about readiness and preparation. And And what we are seeing across the country, and Texas in particular, is that folks who aren't planning to address those vulnerabilities, people who are utilizing the past to plan for the future rather than taking into account uh, our new climate realities, uh, are left in the dark. And so we have to make sure that we take strategic steps as a community to address our infrastructure, make sure it's as robust and resilient as it can be, um, and um, you know renewable energy is an important component of the in the portfolio of strategies to address um, our reliance on fossil fuels and the impact that has on the accelerated rate of climate change. So we are we are very proud to have a plan that will help Lincoln be strong and resilient in, going forward.
1: Do you have any idea, mayor? your circle is bigger than mine to know whether, plans steps within your climate uh, action plan would have prevented or mitigated reduced at all rolling blackouts that we saw last week.
0: Well, what what we saw in Nebraska was our, our participation in the Southwest Power Pool meant that even though in Nebraska we were producing more electricity than Nebraskans were demanding, we had a regulatory obligation to contribute uh, to shed power and contribute to the Southwest Power Pool's resilience. So, you know, we weren't in a, a bad state here in Nebraska, but because of that regional power pool, uh, we we had to do our part, and we didn't have a choice. So, you know, LES is in a strong position. We We were able to produce sufficient power for our community, but had to shed load to protect the electricity grid so that we could prevent large-scale blackouts uh, in the southwest power pool region so mayor- things worked how they were supposed to in nebraska but uh and we were glad that those outages were temporary
1: mayor gaylor Bayer joining me for a conversation here on lincoln live uh police chief search uh you are uh, create you have created a, a month-long public engagement process to gather feedback on skills and qualities that citizens want in their next police chief. You can find that by going to the city's website, lincoln.ne.gov. Do a search for police chief search, and you'll find it. Uh, I have the questionnaire here in front of me. It's very simple. It won't take people just a couple of minutes online to to answer the questions. One question asks, how important is it for the next chief to have experience recruiting, training, and retaining quality personnel? And then the categories are very important, important, somewhat important, and not important at all. And I want to talk about the the recruiting aspect, if I could, Mayor Lincoln. With you bet. and and this isn't a surprise to anyone. We've been talking about this uh, while you were on the city council. the 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 number of police officers per thousand residents in Lincoln is one point two, one of the lowest in the state. Omaha with one point eight five, even Grand Island, which is. Substantially smaller than Lincoln has, 1.6 police officers uh, for every thousand residents. So help listeners understand how a police chief can increase officers when it's the city that has that handles the money, the budget.
0: Well, the issue of retention of our valued officers is paramount, and so this—if I was filling out that survey right now—I would check very important. Uh, Part of what we have done uh, together, both the administration working with the police department over the past two years is um, look to improve the package of pay and benefits so that we can be more competitive with other communities uh, who are recruiting officers and then also you've seen that in the last few months we launched another uh, a, another initiative, a marketing campaign to try to recruit diverse candidates to the police team here at the city of lincoln because we really do see it as a higher calling an opportunity to make a difference to serve um, to protect the health and safety of all of our community members so you know someone who has an understanding of the unique challenges that departments face who understands the barriers to recruitment and also, some of the strategies for retention will be, you know, a, a real asset uh, for any candidate who's seeking this police chief job in Lincoln.
1: Sixty-three percent increase in the number of officers leaving the Lincoln Police Department in 2020 compared to 2019. Uh, again, retention—that's one of the points of the question. What can a police chief do to reduce that? To hold on to officers.
0: Well, we've had some retirements, of course, and um, it's been a difficult time for the policing profession, Um, there is a a national reckoning going on on racial justice and an understanding of the history of racism in our country, and a call for transformational change in police departments across the country. So I think that this is a a dynamic moment, and we will do everything we can to recruit top uh, leadership and sworn officers who are Here to serve, here to make a difference, here to protect everyone in our community. And the Chief of Police plays a vital role in setting the culture and the vision and for examining policies, you know, and thinking through what are new ways to, to do the HR role in the, in the police department and how do we, how do we strengthen our ability to compete with other communities. And I would also add that, you know, the, that the, Lincoln, the city of Lincoln. One of the things we do to enhance that op- that approach is to make make sure we have a high quality of life here, that we're an attractive community for people to live in, for people to work in, for people to send their kids to school in. So all of those factors go into the hiring and retention process, along with pay and benefits and culture of the organization.
1: And this is a tough moment because the police chief left to take a position in the private sector, Jeff Blimeister, and the Uh, Sheriff's office lost Todd Duncan chief deputy sheriff to the private sector and so both very good qualified experienced people have moved out of law enforcement the specific career of law enforcement to take on other responsibilities both in security aspects but it's a tough time uh, as a department to tell your officers to stay when the when the police chief decides to move on so. Uh, it comes at an awkward time, Mayor. Just enough time. And would you like to address that—the fact that the police chief left, and yet we're telling, we're trying to convince police officers themselves to stay?
0: Well, I mean, the vast majority of officers are staying with the department, and and we were very sorry to see Chief Blimeister go. He he provided great leadership for the department. I think what's important to recognize is that the police chief role, typically, and this is a statistic that. Chief Blymeister shared with me in our conversations that oftentimes it's a role that has an average tenure of about five years. So I think we've been maybe you know had the exception rather than the rule be true in Lincoln over the years with Tom Cassidy having been in that role for for many many years and then serving as a public safety director. Our our sort of yardstick is a little different than maybe the average uh, what what we're seeing as a more of a national uh, metric for tenure uh, for chiefs but we certainly want to find a chief who can attempt to fill the the big shoes that chief linemeister left and who will stay and be committed to our community
1: appreciate that mayor just enough time to tell me what micro purchasing is
0: uh, yeah well you know uh small purchases can make a big difference for our local economy and my economic recovery task force recommended a key strategy of buying local in a way to support local businesses and we've had our task force co-chairs and Wendy Birdsall at the chamber with um, Ava Thomas and Angie Muehlheisen go out and secure commitments from private sector companies to spend 1% more locally and take a pledge to do that to help our local economy and at the city we're doing our part Uh, we've just created a new policy that i was so happy that the council approved we we proposed this micro purchasing policy to allow for some of the city's smaller purchases or micro purchases up to ten thousand dollars to have an emphasis on making those locally uh, by not requiring the bidding process if the cost for those purchases is, is deemed reasonable so we think that if we If we do this going forward, we could potentially direct about $700,000 of our micro-purchasing to local businesses, and that, of course, has a a multiplier effect and an economic impact of maybe over a million dollars. We we want to do this because we want to support local business. We want to keep capital here in our community, and uh, we know that's going to be helpful as we look to uh, do economic recovery and renewal efforts in the wake of this pandemic.
1: From potholes to purchasing, we covered it, Mayor.
0: Yes, we did. Yeah. yeah.
1: Thank you.